0: It's time for Nickel or Dime. Should you spend
1: $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on Nickel or Dime on BetQL Daily. It's Joe Ostrowski and Preston Johnson on the BetQL Audio Network. You can listen live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the Radio.com app. Watch us on YouTube Live on the Radio.com Sports YouTube page or, of course, Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and over at Radio.com. So uh, unfortunately for you, Preston, we have to bring in Eli Hershkovich, and he's going to throw us some topics. So we, we've got to we've got to find out what is on his wild mind. Eli, are you set for nickel or dime? I am.
2: Ready to go, guys. Good to talk with you, Preston. So first up here, Big 12 Tournament Futures. Would you rather bet $500 on Texas Tech to win the Big 12 Tournament at 15-1 to 1, or a dime on Texas, so $1,000 at plus 800?
1: All right, I'll go you go first. I'll go, go first. I'll go yeah. first because then you know people like get Joe out of the way so I can listen to Preston and write down, save it on <laughs> my notes, exactly uh what I'm gonna do here. So the Big Twelve, uh Texas Tech and Texas for the conference tournament. This is your matchup on Thursday in the quarterfinals, so it's not like you're you're looking for an easier path. Uh, you're probably going to have to beat Kansas, and then the idea—if you're jumping on one of these futures—you would think, okay, maybe maybe I can be in a decent spot to hedge out against Baylor, right? Um, fifteen to one for for Texas Tech. Now they lost to Kansas twice, and Texas beat the Jayhawks twice in the regular season. Uh, but I'm still going to go with uh, with Chris Beard in this one. I, I'm going to take uh, Texas Tech with the better odds of fifteen to one, and and I'm only betting five hundred instead of a thousand for Texas. How about you, Preston? So I will I will preface
0: these with saying um, the actual dollar amount that we're risking doesn't matter too much to me. So yeah, it's generally it's about your ROI, right? If I think I have an edge on either of these options, that's the option I'm going to choose. Now, if they both have edges then you know, I'm going to probably want to bet the one that has more money. Or if they're both bad bets, I'm going to want to do the one that's less money. But in theory, I'm like trying to find the one that has the best ROI. And for me, uh, I'm with you at 15 to 1. It's Texas Tech. I have both teams coming out of the Big 12 almost identically as far as uh, you know, both sitting around 10% to come out of the Big 12 in this conference tournament. And I think Texas Tech's a team that... You know, defensively in the past, they've been better, but they've also been worse defense, uh, offensively. I think they've actually had an offense this year that uh, grades out top 25 and adjusted offensive efficiency as well as their defense. And for the price getting, you know, almost twice as good of a of a price, I have to go with Texas Tech.
2: This one's close to Preston's heart here. Uh, $500 on VCU to make the Final Four 25-1 or a dime $1,000 on UCLA at plus 1150 Nickel or dime?
1: Ooh. So according to most of the bracketologists right now, they're both uh, projected to be a 10 seed. So which 10 seed do you want? The one that's 25 to one or the one that's plus 1150 with the UCLA Bruins. Now uh, the Bruins have an efficient offense and VCU, just like every single year you're looking at one of the top defenses in the country. So I I, want to bet less on a 10 seed to make the final four. I'm going to (laughs) be betting VCU at 25 to one Preston.
0: So I'm in the same boat again, it's, it's VCU. And for the reasons you hit on uh main one being that both are bad bets. In my opinion, I wouldn't bet either to make the final four. Yeah. I projected both between one and one and a half percent to actually make the final four. So even at 25 to one, I think long-term, that's going to be uh, a play that isn't profitable. And so in this case, I'm going to take the one where I lose $500 less, um, more frequently than losing a thousand dollars. And I Eli's right. I'm mean, supposed to be a UCLA homer and root for them. And like then they ended up dropping three in a row in that crazy USC finish to, to end the season. And so my hopes aren't very high. I wish I could say that I'd choose the Bruins, but I don't see a run in the final four for them either.
1: Let, let me uh let me jump in with a quick follow because you mentioned you don't have either was it more than one percent in your projections uh going to the final four. Are there any teams that could be double digits uh, that you would have at more than one percent to make the final four.
0: I wish I was better off the top of my head with uh seeding projections. Uh, let me see where I don't know where USC, Wisconsin, Purdue, Colorado range, but um, in that kind of pocket, you have teams like I have around six and a half to seven and a half percent to make the final four. Um, U- Texas USC- is another one.
1: San Diego USC, State? USC's five. Uh, corner, if you look at bracketmetrics.com, UC's five, mm-hmm. Colorado six. I'm sorry, what was the other school you said?
0: Uh, Purdue, Colorado, uh, Texas, San
2: Diego State. They're kind of all in that range.
1: Yes, yes, correct. Correct. Four, five, six range. Okay, good. Okay.
2: Go ahead, Eli. Really quick, want to get Preston's reaction from over the weekend. How did you feel when Tajidi USC, <laughs> led for a second in that game and it was on the three-pointer uh, to win it? I, I mean, how long do you want to take this? Like <laughs> People that weren't following it, they see the
0: game winner like, oh, that's cool. It's true. They led for one second out of 40 minutes in that game. UCLA was up eight with the ball under four minutes. They never scored again. They had three front-end one-of-ones. They missed all of them. And the play before the game winner, people don't – I've never seen this in my life, but I also – that's why the players on UCLA didn't think of it. USC, the guy tripped and fell down as he's attacking the rim down two. He's laying on the ground on his back underneath the hoop, holding the ball with three seconds. Literally (laughs) no chance to shoot and score laying on the ground or to try to pass it off to a guy to shoot. But your brain thinks, oh, I need to go tie it up and get a jump ball. So UCLA ties them up on purpose – and gives them the ball because USC had possession out of bounds. And then they get the pass to the corner and they hit the three to win. If they just let them lay on the ground, they win the game. It's over. It doesn't even matter. But you're used to, you're like, oh, let's hurry and try to get the ball. But they didn't have possession. And so that actually gave USC even a chance to win. Otherwise, it's over. The guy's just laying there.
1: Oh, brutal.
2: It was. No doubt. Last college basketball question here. $500 on UConn at 30 to 1. So a nickel on UConn to win it all or a dime on Iowa at 15 to 1.
1: Okay, I, I know a lot of people are jumping on UConn because they're playing well, and I, and I certainly understand why. And thirty to one is a is a pretty decent number. But I, I just look at the path right now. So they're UConn is in line for an eight nine seed. If you're on that eight nine line, okay, good luck in round two. I don't even know if you get out of the first weekend. So I would definitely uh, jump on Iowa in this. In this specific case, they've been tested all season going through the Big Ten, and I I don't believe UConn has – As I know we shouldn't put too much into the rankings, but I don't think they've beaten a ranked team this year.
0: I don't know the answer to that either. If that's the case, uh, I'm with you. and I know that's three in a row where we're on the same side here, but look, I'm not necessarily a buyer in UConn. They they could make a run, but so could most teams, and they're not one I trust as much. And so I feel like they're – it's only 31 because so many people have been talking about them for the last week, maybe even two weeks where they were 75 to one as recently as a few weeks ago. So uh, right. that's that's kind of sure. If the question was 75 to one on UConn versus 15 to one Iowa, like it would be a lot closer because, again, this is all price dependent right now. I like Iowa at 15 to one. I actually think that that turns a small profit um like long-term, like in a vacuum, I have Iowa winning, winning it all. I think it was like nearly 7% of the time. Let me pull up the tab Ooh. again. Yeah. It's just under 7% for me that Iowa wins at all. And so at 15 to one, I think the break, even on that's like 6.3%. So when you have the, and not even Gonzaga, not even Baylor, the best offensive, you know, adjusted efficiency rating for me, they've graded out as the best in the country. And if you have the best offense in a tournament setting, it's possible. Like you can make a run, uh, don't love their defense and, you know, to have that offense, though, on top of the fact they've played in the Big Ten against a lot of good defenses, uh, I, I trust that, and I trust that they'll, you know, at least be in games whether they're hot or not, uh, on the defensive side or whether their opponents are, I should say, just because their offense and Garza gives them something that most offenses don't have.
1: Oh, Eli would be so upset if seven percent comes comes through. He uh, hates the Iowa Hawkeyes, and, and I think what your point on UConn is important to uh, to go back to because we've got a lot of listeners and viewers that do this for entertainment. They're looking for something to bet that night or, or for the upcoming weekend is when like in football, when you hear sharp money, by the time you hear that on a podcast or a radio show, it has been bet to hell. Yeah. It was sharp when it was plus seven, plus seven and a half. It's not sharp at plus six. You know, and it's the same thing with these futures. People are talking about Yukon that already bet it. Like Preston said, when it was in that 60, 70 to range, they're not betting it at 30.
2: Yep. Definitely. Definitely. And to Preston's point too, Iowa playing a lot better defensively, not just their offense. Uh over to the players' championship this week with Gall. Five hundred dollars on Jordan Spieth at thirty to one to win the players' championship. So a nickel on Spieth or a dime on Roy McElroy at sixteen
1: to one. Oh man. I I really like that Jordan just turned it around. it's been a rough watch over the last couple of years. He was just so lost. You felt sorry for the man. Uh, Both of them have, let's see, course history for Spieth, if you're into that, has not been great here over the past four to five years. And Rory, I mean, he won the tournament last year. You rarely see guys go back to back at the same spot. Uh, I I know he fell back on Sunday, but at 30-1, to I would jump on speed the way he's playing. There are a few elements to his game right now, like what we saw on Saturday. he looks like the old Jordan Spieth, and uh, not so much for the players, but i but I hope he has it for the masters because that would uh, that would be a lot of lot of fun.
0: so th- this one's interesting. i so I don't do any golf. I, okay. I follow it very minimally. I definitely don't bet it. I wouldn't pretend to know a price, this, this or that. So, I asked a friend, Rufus Peabody, who does do golf. He is one who's of the best. Ba- who's
1: fantastic. Yes.
2: What a time to. to well, was, have it, a tease. was it Preston? I think it was. Oh, Preston. man. We'll have to reconnect. Oh, oh he's man. back. He's back. I think we got him. Okay, back. good. Am I back? Okay. Sorry. That might yeah. have just been my
0: internet jumping out. So, I, I reached out to Rufus. I said, hey, help me out with this question. <laughs> um, he said he makes Rory. 16 to one, exactly. Essentially, that's right on market. So, it's okay. there are a lot worse bets you could make. He said, This is the exact conversation. I know we have about a minute left. He said, I make Speeth 111 to one. And me, being a guy that doesn't really follow golf, said, what? Wow, Speeth is that bad now? Good to know. And he said, No, he's actually been a lot better. So, he would have had Speeth. He's like, basically, Speeth's on the up and up, and he still yeah. only has him priced 111 to one. And He actually likes Spieth in some matchups, head to head. So he's actually, as a whole, in the market higher on Spieth via. But outright, no. But outright, like yeah, thirty to one is like an incredibly bad bet. So definitely stay away. Rory sixteen to one's basically break even. So I'm going to go with Rory.
2: Yeah, NFC East a nickel on the Washington Football Team at plus three fifty or a dime on the Cowboys at plus one hundred.
1: All right, I'll, I'll keep it quick. I can't believe I'm going to say I'm um, back. The elite defense. I, I I guess the football team. It's my guess that they're going to be aggressive in the quarterback market. I'll take them plus three fifty.
0: I, I wrote down the same thing. Just the yeah. uncertainty with Dak and how healthy he actually will be. It, it's a big question mark.
1: It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Preston Johnson, my co-host today, at Sports Cheetah on Twitter. I'm at Joe0670. In about 20 minutes, we'll go out to Vegas, check in with the Superbooks. Jeff Sherman hit on the NBA, golf, and uh, some other stuff. See uh, what's going on at the Superbook out there. They are also located in Colorado, if you're listening in the state of Colorado. Uh, Preston Johnson, we I, were I, kind of uh, striving for time there at the end of the last segment. You had mentioned that you felt that there's a bit of, an edge or a bet to be made with San Diego and Houston in the conference tournaments. I know you like Oregon. You kept circling back to the ducks a few times. Uh, Is there anything else that you wanted to add uh, that you weren't able to squeeze in on San Diego state and or Houston?
0: No, the only thing I would add is that I know they're the two of the chalky uh, answers because they're the favorites in the, you know, each of these respective tournaments, but I think that's where the value lies ultimately for me. And I mean, Houston's, like that's not really a and I don't know if it's we're getting a little bit of value because everyone saw Memphis almost knock them off and they hit the game winner at the buzzer and you know Houston escapes but uh they're you know rated they're like they're a top 10 team in my opinion like they're a team that you know has a legitimate shot to make a run. I think we've said that for a few years with Houston but their yeah. their resume always just grades out so well and uh you know they have a couple like I think they have three losses total and a couple of them, like once against Tulsa, one against ECU. Like, so it makes you kind of question things, but uh, ultimately, you know, when it's all said and done, I, I think they're a legitimate uh, team after that first and second tier that we talk about a lot of those other teams. Um, anyways. So yeah, Houston, again, I had a price closer to minus 200. So if you can get minus minus one seventy range, I know that was the points bet price. Uh, that, yeah. That's a good one as well.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, of futures for the title and i, I know people that right. bet these a lot of times you what they call a portfolio you, you try to get some bigger numbers throughout the season and let's see if anything happens with i don't know my six to eight teams that i have once we get to the tournament uh do you do that do you, do you gather teams throughout the year once you see there's some value a team at 60 you think okay the true number is much shorter than that or, or maybe you don't even get get involved in uh a title or final four futures.
0: Joe, I've, I've never done this before, but the entire portfolio this season should and always should have been Gonzaga. That's it. There there's, it. I'm telling you, there's no point in adding other teams in my opinion. And before the season they were 10 to one range. And that was like one of the best bets you can make this year. And I have no reason to add to it, to take away from my potential. You know, uh, profit if they do end up winning it all, and so I haven't made in a single edition. And there might be a few teams over the course of the season that made sense to grab at good prices, like Oregon's a team that's been talked about. UConn a couple weeks ago, like you were talking about, has been hyped. Gonzaga's just by far, in, in a way, I think the best overall team in the country this year. Uh, Baylor's been a surprise; they've only lost one game, and then at least talked about in that tier. But regardless, yeah. you know that's probably going to be a national championship game if it gets down to that. And yeah, I, I other seasons I'll have six to eight teams in a portfolio, whatever you want to call it, which never seems to work out, anyways. This year, it's like man, <laughs> believe me,
1: I, I had Texas Tech a couple years ago at two hundred to one.
0: <laughs> oh geez, yeah. I mean, it's good to be in those spots. Eventually, one can hit. Yeah, uh, doesn't usually seem to. But then before the season, it was like, well, I'm getting Gonzaga, who I think. You know, before the season, which is it's tough to do full season projections and like what percent of the time do they win the title? There's just so much going on this year. But at this point, like they're going to I think they win over 33 percent of the time. And you don't really have a favorite that high in the past. We've seen like Kentucky teams be maybe, um, you know, in the 40s as far as their percent or probability to win it all. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga's you know nearing that. I believe I don't have it up right now, but it was like thirty five point something percent. It's my Gonzaga projection to win it all. And so, I mean, that's saying like even the plus 250s out there are still value. So if that's the case, which we'll see if it is or not, I just I just haven't felt a reason to add to the Gonzaga bet preseason.
1: Did you did you know that before the season started? Or as we've been watching this season unfold, it's something you, you felt stronger about each and every week?
0: It was before the season, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about it on Daily Wager and, you know, people that I, I'm speaking with regularly – uh, offline and stuff like Gonzaga 10 to one this year was just remarkable value. And there were some people on Twitter, I think that posted similar numbers that, uh, you know, are following college hoops and it was just kind of getting back to that. I think Baylor's been a surprise that we're not able to say Gonzaga is far and away the best team in the country. Yeah. But going into the year, like they were far and away better than anybody else. Now, Baylor's made that run to being sort of in the mix, but like yeah, it was just, Gonzaga and everybody else at the time. And then they got Nemard from uh, the transfer from Florida, who's like, now, like, I bet it before that. And like, now he's coming off the bench. It's just ridiculous. Uh, he's, you know, all SEC player and uh, they're just stacked. And, you know, people will talk about, well, they haven't played very good teams, the schedule, this and that. Like, they've made runs in the tournament before despite a weaker regular season schedule. They played a tough preseason schedule. They beat everybody they played. Maybe they'll be tested for a few minutes. They have to get into it eventually, you know. Flip the switch. We talked about that with Ryan a little bit, the NBA teams. Uh yeah. They're ready, they're, man. They're ready. This is their year to take it down.
1: Okay. And yeah, the the value is pretty much gone. And you could find them plus 230 uh in that range if you if you want to get down there. But okay, so people are constantly looking for a way and people probably at this point jumping in on Gonzaga. I mean, you you wouldn't tell people to do that, or would you?
0: That's what I was saying before. So like my price, which was like around 35%, I'll tell you like the implied probability on that is plus 186. So you can get plus 250 two thirties I know are are available. I still think that's an edge and I've just, I've been super bullish Gonzaga from the start. I'm not backing off now, but I know generally you're like, wow, you're not supposed to really bet a favorite in this huge bracket tournament. Like anything can happen. We see craziness all the time. I just, you know, gonzaga grades out that much better than everybody else and that can change depending on how the bracket selection sunday shakes out or then you can actually kind of project better who they're going to face but right now with kind of just a general randomized bracket setup based on some of the bracket matrix and like bracketology stuff on who's going to be in what region um i have it over 35 percent so anything in the plus 200s theoretically is still value i don't think you're you know you're late to the party in the sense your price isn't as good, but it doesn't mean that it's not still good today either.
1: Okay, so if people don't want to bet Gonzaga, th- there are still other ways. Just because you take a future, once we have the bracket set, it doesn't mean that it it has to be to win the title. Uh, would you suggest jumping in on some of the re- regions once we can see matchups and potential matchups in the other three regions?
0: Yep, i will definitely do yeah. that too. You'll have four regions. Okay. You basically have four markets that are just individual of each other based on the 16 teams in each region. And, you know, there's, I believe the year Virginia ended up winning it all uh, because they had lost to UMBC as this, you know, the one sixteen matchup the year prior. Like their yes. region price was like ridiculously undervalued. Uh, there's going to be opportunities in some of those regions, whether they be favorites or, or longer shots that uh, will be offered in books. And I'm sure everyone points but included will, will offer those once the bracket's set.
1: I uh, don't mean to make this like an interview, but I, I want to take advantage of all your information. Sure. I think that that's what people want to hear. Uh, so all season, the, for much of the season, the narrative was, okay, these two teams, collision course, it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor, put them on opposite sides of the bracket. There's a decent chance that they're going to meet in the title game. And then Michigan went on their hot run. And now for the time being, Illini, they're, they've solidified themselves as number number one seed there. Uh, where, where's the big drop off to you? Is, is there a drop off from the top two teams to the rest? Is it after the top four? Where, where do you start to see it? Where okay, m- maybe the twos or the threes are a little weaker compared to other years.
0: Um, so the, the, there's there is a drop off for me after Gonzaga for starters. No surprise yes. we were just talking them up uh, completely. And and then it's Baylor. And then so the drop off from Gonzaga to Baylor for me is actually bigger than. Baylor to Michigan, who would be my third highest ranked team. And so after that, there is a pretty significant drop-off to uh Iowa. Um oh. and then Illinois. And I'm not a believer in Houston yet. I've seen Houston now, like Ken Palm, uh Torvik, like they have them like top five. I- I'm not to that extent high on Houston, they're top 10 for me. Um, but I think Alabama and Ohio State are also in that mix. But there, there is kind of like this weird mix of tiers where for me it's it's gonzaga tier one and then baylor tier two and then you kind of have the michigan illinois big 10 like tier three uh, and then there's a drop from there
1: you didn't say ohio state <laughs> i did i did say it, I oh did you it. say uh, okay
0: like they're the next ground down uh ohio state and alabama they're like another tier below
1: i just follow because people have been fading okay. them for for the last few weeks um so Loyola Chicago is top 10 in Ken Palm. Are you a believer that, that we're going to have that Sister Jean storyline again? Uh,
0: I mean, I'll, I'll be a believer. Sure. Why not? Like, they're fun to root for. I'm not sure. Yeah. Let me see where I have them. Uh, they're not in my top 10. I know that for sure because I looked last okay. night. They are, I have them right around, like, um, USC, Colorado. They're top 15 for me. But, like th- – it's possible they can make a run. You know, it's one of those like probably like one and a half to 2% chance that they really uh, make it happen. But it, it's, it's actually probably even lower than that. I know. Sorry, Loyola Chicago fans, but uh, that might even be high. So uh, it's a good story. It could happen again. It's definitely possible, but not a team I'm like looking to back, especially at the prices I've seen lately.
1: All right. Selfish question. Cause I got them at 80 early in the, in the season right before I think it got started and I was really happy for a while. Lately, not so much my Alabama ticket. What are you thinking about the Crimson going in?
0: Love it, man. I I mean, Oates is fantastic. Like, took two years really to turn this into a potential one to two seed. Like, um, you know, as far as our prestige goes, already. Like, I mean, you have to do a lot right to get through a tournament. They don't have the talent that Gonzaga has. They probably aren't as talented as even Michigan or Baylor, but as far as their coaching setup goes and scheme wise like i think they can hang with anybody i think they can make adjustments on the fly better than most teams and that's going to go a long way on short rest and short preparation from game to game in a tournament setting and they're again they're a top 10 team anyways and obviously if, if a team like gonzaga does fall then this is just like wide open right so alabama for sure in the mix um you know you make an elite eight run and gonzaga gets upset which can happen still despite me talking them up Uh, then you're loving 80 to one. I think you said it was your price you got. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah.